You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Today I want to minister a message to you, the help of the Holy Spirit. The help of the Holy Spirit. So often we want to do things for God, but not in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus did everything in the power of the Holy Spirit, and that's why he was successful. He started by saying, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted. He did everything in the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts 10 verse 38 says, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. The biggest mistake that we make is we think the Holy Spirit is just power. Remember, Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem until you've received power, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is so much more than power. Water, rivers of living water on the inside of us gushing forth. Remember the day of Pentecost, they saw fire, tongues of fire upon them. There was a wind that came blew through the house where they had gathered together. Wind can be power. Water can be power. Fire can be used to generate power. But you can never have a relationship with any of those things. The Holy Spirit is so much more. He's a person. He's part of the Godhead. That's why you should never worship water or worship wind or fire. We worship God. Amen? He's so much more. He's there to help you, to guide you, to lead you. John 14, verse 26, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. He will teach you all things. Right now, Here in 2022, we need to know what's going on. We want to know all things. Concerning the future, concerning what's happening all over the world, people want to know what's going on. The Bible says here that the helper, the Holy Spirit, will teach you all things. He wants to teach you concerning your business. He wants to teach you concerning your marriage. He wants to teach you how to work with your children. Can I have one parent just say amen? Somehow it just feels you need more. I need to know all things to raise my kids these days. Jesus said, my father is going to send you The helper who knows all things. He knows about your business. He knows about your marriage. He knows the challenges that you are going through. He knows all things. And he wants to teach you concerning those things. Turn to the person next to you, look them in the eyes and say, I need a helper. 
the Holy Spirit was the promise to us as Gentiles. Galatians 3.14, the promise that was made to Abraham was that of the Holy Spirit. In today's world, we need to know all things. Moses knew that the Spirit of God knew all things. Although God had spoken to them and said, I'm giving you this land, a land overflowing with milk and honey, a land full of blessings. Moses said, I'm not going into the promised land unless your Holy Spirit goes with me. Why? Because you know all things. You know about the giants. You know how to defeat the giants. You know about the big clusters of grapes. You know about the milk. You know about the honey. But you also know about the big cities. And you know how to bring the walls down of the big city. Because we might want to run in there and start fighting. Where God said, no, what you're going to do is you're just going to walk around the walls of the city for seven days. Because the things of the spirit doesn't make sense to the natural mind. But in the spirit, it makes sense. Because we have victory in Christ Jesus, in the realm of spirit, or in the realm of victory in Christ Jesus, we always have victory. Moses understood that and he said, I'm not taking one step into the promised land unless the Holy Spirit goes with me. The helper goes with me because he knows all things. Can you see the importance to pray every day? Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon me. Touch my heart, change my heart, give me wisdom, give me understanding, give me discernment, let the fear of God rest upon me. But we try and live this Christian life without the help of the Holy Spirit. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of 1 Corinthians 2. Are you there? Verse 10. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Verse 13, these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. John said, teach you all things, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Have you ever heard people say, this person is deep? Or you want to explain something, and the person says, you won't understand, this is too deep. But the Bible teaches us, it says, the Spirit of God searches the deep things. The most deepest thing in your heart, the deepest of the deepest that nobody knows about, only you and God, God knows about it. God knows about it. The reason why people behave in a certain way and you don't understand, the deep reason, the Holy Spirit knows. The 
Holy Spirit, by the word of God, reveals these things to us. Hebrews 4.12, that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword to cut in between bone and marrow, your soul and your spirit, to discern the intents and the thoughts of a man's heart. Nobody really knows what's going on in your heart. Nobody. But God knows. And those things that are going on in your heart, God will reveal those things to you. When you are seeking the things of the Spirit, have you sometimes just behaved in a, in a stupid way? And afterwards you said, why did I do that? Where did that come from? Have you ever had moments like that? Am I talking to the right people here? The Holy Spirit is here to help us. The Holy Spirit will reveal things to you, about you, about your future, because He knows all things. Can I tell you something? Those deep things in your heart, that's there. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The voice in your heart, your innermost part, that voice that you believe the most will affect who you are. You become the sum total of the voice that you are listening to the most. That's why you have to allow the Word of God to dominate your heart. I receive the Word of God with meekness into my heart. Remember we made the declaration. Do you know what's the second part of that scripture? Which is able to save my soul, my way of thinking. The Holy Spirit wants to teach you all things. All things about yourself, all things about your marriage. The helper, the comforter will teach you all things. All things. It says, I will bring to remembrance all things to help you. In your business, to help you in your marriage, to help you with your children. Amen? Let me hear you pray. Say, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon me and enter my heart. Reveal the deep things within me and reveal to me the deep things about God. Amen? God can bring things to remembrance, but I want to tell you there's a huge difference. There's a huge difference between education and intelligence. Now, many people that have a lot of education, but they make stupid decisions. There's a big difference between education and character. Parents, listen to me. You need to teach your children about the fruits of the Holy Spirit, the character of God, before you send them off to university. Because your mindset is, if this child can just get an education, 
He'll make it in life. No. If you send a child to university without character, he's going to do stupid things there. Just watch the news. People think education is the answer. Yes, get an education, please. Don't, don't, children, don't come to your parents and say, well, the Holy Spirit will teach me all things. I don't have to finish school. I'm just going to go, Holy Spirit, teach me all things. No, 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 you finish your education. Amen. Finish, finish school and if the grace is there to go study something, go study something. Amen. A doctor that's educated, got a degree with the Holy Spirit. Wow. Will sit there and has got the gift of discernment to diagnose you. Yes, let them use their knowledge, let them look at the symptoms. But if they've got the Holy Spirit, can teach them all things. They can have a headache, and the Holy Spirit, this is not an ordinary headache. Do these and these tests that you can help this person. Listen to the Holy Spirit that teaches you all things. Many of you know it, maybe a lot of you don't know it, but there was a time where uh, Jaden was born premature. We had a lot of medical expenses, and um, I had to go and I had to leave ministry and go and work again. So the person that I went and worked for was a, a friend of my dad, a Jewish businessman. So I went and worked for him. So he asked me the question. He said, so what did you do before, Boot? I said, no, I was a pastor. He says, a pastor? He says, that's very good for business. I said, why? He says, because they'll tell you one thing, but you'll know the truth. He says, that's very good for business. <laughs> so even in the market field, when you're in business, the Holy Spirit is there to help you, to show you who are those that you can trust and those that you cannot trust. People telling you one story, but you know the truth. Not to judge and not to condemn them, but to make a better decision. Amen. Allow the Holy Spirit who knows all things to work in you and through you. Listen to the inner voice. The enemy will always tell you, you're not going to make it. But the Holy Spirit will say, you're going to make it. The enemy will shout at you, you're going to go under. The Holy Spirit will say, you're going to go over. The enemy will shout at you and say, you're the tail. The Holy Spirit will say, no, you're the head. Listen to that inner voice. Have you ever, have you ever walked into a place and then just feel, oh my word, I have to get out. And you turned around and you walked out. That's the Holy Spirit. That's that inner voice warning you, get out. Can I talk to parents? Teach your children from a young age to listen to their conscience, to listen to the Holy Spirit. Because your daughter, if she knows how to listen to the Holy Spirit, Casanova can come with his big smile and with all his charm, but she'll know in her heart, watch out. Holy Spirit would say, just be careful. Amen. Listen to what Proverbs says, the Passion Translation. The spirit God breathed into man is like a living lamp, a shining light searching into the innermost chamber of our being. We're sometimes going to miss it. That's why we have to train our senses. 
in a world today where there's so many things going on. Teach them. Listen here. If they meet somebody and they say, I feel uncomfortable, don't just say, oh, you stupid, forget about it. Go see if there was reason for that. If there was reason, say, you know what? What you discerned were right. We're not going to judge. We're not going to condemn. We're going to pray for that person. But it's right. Amen? Do you know why it's important for you parents to listen to the Holy Spirit? Because sometimes your children will sit in your house with a smile this big. Everything's fine, mommy. I'm great. I'm good. But they're going through a challenge. And when you can discern that, you can help them. You can pray for them. I want to say this. When your children are facing a spiritual challenge, don't try and fix it with laws. Because when the law came, sin revived and I died. Our sufficiency does not come from the letter, but from the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit brings life. Amen? The fact that you're at church here today, it's the Holy Spirit leading you. Listen to that inner voice. Hebrews 5.14, the Passion Translation says, But solid food is for the mature whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters, and they have been adequately trained by what they've experienced to emerge with understanding of the difference between what is truly excellent and what is evil and harmful. Train your senses to be able to discern between good and evil. That's why you have to grow in the things of the Lord. Take some time to pray over your children in the spirit. Many times when my kids had fallen asleep, just pray over them. Belinda and myself would pray over them in the spirit. Not while they are sleeping. No, no, no. Just under the softly. God can hear. Just like that. Amen. Sometimes when you sit in a meeting, just pray in the spirit. And let God just give you wisdom in that situation. Amen. Can I say one thing? Parents, listen to me. When you make church optional for your children, when they grow up, God will be optional. Can I say that again? When you make church optional, when they grow up, Serving God will be optional. Here's the challenge. You cannot make it a law. Because if you make it a law, it's not going to work. Because when the law came, sin revived, and I died. You're going to have to let the Holy Spirit show you how to share with them the value of coming to church, of being part of a living church of being submitted and committed the blessings that the church is the reservoir of God's power. And when you are linked up with a living church, the benefits, not laws. If you make coming to church a law, we're not made to live under the law, we live to live under grace. Amen? Can you see how much you need 
the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the easiest thing, if somebody is out of line, is to place laws upon themselves. You shall not, you shall not, you shall not. But if you don't do it by the leading of the Holy Spirit and with love, you'll build resentment, hatred in the child's heart that they want nothing to do with God. And you can continue to make it a law, but once they leave your house, they'll be gone. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and he will not depart from it when he gets older. Show them love. Show them mercy. Show them grace. We should parent our children with grace, not with laws. Can I have one amen, parent? <laughs> I know it's easier just to come in with the law, but with grace. And that's where you need the help of the Holy Spirit. So here's the good news. In this whole time, in the past two, three weeks, I've really been just saying, God, what is the way forward? How do we just strengthen the body of Christ, the church, our community, our city, our nation? How, Lord? How? Show me how. What is that one thing that we can do that we can focus upon so that we can do it better? Say thank you for the Holy Spirit. And the Lord just dropped in my heart. He said, it's walking in the Spirit. Sons of God are led by the Spirit. So what do we have to do? I mean, we all know the Scripture. All of you, in this past two years, we had to resist fear. Let me see your hand. If I can, I'm talking to the right people. Let's just be honest and real. I had to face fear. When I had COVID, for one week I was fighting fear more than COVID. I'll be honest with you. But the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. It's great to read that. It's great to quote it. It's great to encourage people with that. But I want to experience it. So how do I tap into that? The scripture just before that. Verse 6. What does it say? Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift. For successful living, God has deposited everything on the inside of you already. That gift on the inside, you need to stir it up. Turn to the person next to you say, you have your part to play. Say, it's not all up to God. You have your part to play. God has given you the gift. He's placed the gifts on the inside of you. But you have to stir up those gifts. Stir up the gifts. You know how you stir up the gifts? The root word there to stir up is to take, you know when you've made a fire and the fire has gone going out a little bit, to, to take something to fan that flame. <laughs> Some of you have got gifts on the inside that's been dormant. It stops today. It stops today. The reason why many people have not come back to church Globally, only 60% of the church is back in church. Why? I'll tell you why. Because the gifts on the inside is growing duller and duller and duller. And those people should get up and start to fan the flame on the inside again. Let that fire start to burn on the inside again. Fan that flame. How do we do that? By praying in the Spirit. When you pray in the Spirit, 
You're building yourself up in your most holy faith. That's what Jude 1.20 says. Building yourself up in your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. What did Jesus say? Acts 1 verse 8. He said, wait until you've received power. What good is power if you don't have access to that power? What happened when they got filled with the Holy Spirit? They started speaking in another tongue. Heavenly language. So when you pray in that heavenly language, you're tapping into that power, stirring up the gifts. What does the Bible say? When you start stirring up the gifts, verse 7, for God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. When you start praying in tongues, you're stirring up that power. What is the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Love. I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Can I tell you something? When you feel down, the first thing you should do is just take some time and go pray in the Spirit. Just pray in the Spirit. Building yourself up in your most holy faith. Years ago, somebody sent me a video, and I'll find it and we'll post it, where they did tests on people, connected them to machines to see their vitals, their, uh, everything. And they let people pray in tongues for half an hour and an hour, and then looked at their vital signs, how stress levels came down and everything. So medically, it's been proven that just praying in tongues makes you feel better. But let's see what the Bible says about it. Amen. Turn to the person next you say, I'm ready to go pray in tongues. Amen. And if you don't have a language, don't worry. We'll pray for you at the end of the service that God will give you a heavenly language to pray in tongues. Amen. Amen. Let me just say, people think there's so much pressure when it comes to praying in tongues or to receive a tongue. The Bible says Jesus is the one who baptizes us with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And if God did not withhold Jesus, the beauty of heaven, why will he withhold anything else from you? He says, if you as earthly fathers know how to give good gifts, how much more will your father give you the Holy Spirit? Turn to the person next you say, you're going to have a tongue. By the end of this service, you're going to be praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you believe Jesus came to earth and died for you? Let me see your hand. So if he died for you, why will he not give you the Holy Spirit? If he gave you salvation, why won't he give you the whole package? That, that's like giving somebody a Ferrari without wheels. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> you, know, you, you need the wheels to experience the power. Amen. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Why prophesy? Because when you prophesy, you are declaring the word of God. And it's the word of God that changes things in people's lives. The Bible says anybody can prophesy. Amen. How do you prophesy? When you take the word of God and you start to declare the word of God, you are prophesying. So when your children are going through a dark patch, then you take Psalm 27 and you declare, I declare over you, Jaden, I declare over you, Hope, the Lord is the light 
of your salvation, you shall not fear. I declare the Lord is the strength of your life. You prophesy. If, say, if somebody is in need, you say, Paula, I'm prophesying over you. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want anything. You shall not want peace. You shall not want happiness. You shall not want joy. And you prophesy over that person the word of God. Amen. If somebody is going through a difficult time and they just want to give it up, you say, I prophesy over you right now. Simon, count it all joy when you go through various trials. Because God is your wisdom. God is your understanding. God will show you the way. God will make your way straight. He will make it smooth. Amen. And just take the word of God and, and pray it over somebody. Prophesy it over somebody. Somebody that wants to do great things for God, just prophesy. I declare that the spirit of the Lord is upon you because he's anointed you to preach the gospel to the poor. Lord, as you touch the tongue of Jeremiah, touch the tongue of every person with a call from your altar they may speak the oracles of God. And you prophesy it. Amen. That's why you want to be in a living church where they're praying for you for the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of understanding. They're disconnecting whatever the enemy wants to use to link himself to you. Prophesying and declaring the word of God. When we have prayer meetings here, we pray, we start by thanksgiving. When the prayer warriors start praying, they pray four, four together. We first all together pray together over all the chairs, praying in the spirit, everywhere. Then after that, they break up four, four, four. And they take lead. The first start with thanksgiving, giving thanks to God for his goodness, for his mercy, for what he's doing in the altar of Christ. For us to be here, to experience your presence, whatever. Thanksgiving comes in their heart. Then after that, they start to do confessions. Confessing sins. Things that people are doing wrong. For the church where people are battling with things, Lord, show mercy, show grace. For our community, for our city, for our nation. When Daniel prayed, he said, Lord, we have sinned. And he had not done one thing wrong. Amen. Then we go into spiritual warfare where we start disconnecting you and dealing with things and resisting things. And then we start doing declarations. Declaring the word of God over you. Lord, we declare that the light of God's favor will shine upon everybody that comes to the household of Christ, to our members, to our visitors, and everybody that's linked to us. Let this light start to expel all shades of darkness, O oh Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. We pray those things, we declare it. That's why you want to be in a living church. Sometimes things start working out, you don't even know why. It's because your auntie's auntie's auntie just visited household of Christ, and we pray everybody linked to that person experience the light of God. Amen? Give the Lord a hand. What we are doing here, you'll only know the effects in heaven one day of your obedience of inviting somebody and coming and being a part of a living church. Amen? Okay, let me go on to verse 2. Hallelujah. How much time have I got left? Okay. Turn to the person next to you say, as the Spirit directs. Say, keep your peace. It's going to get better. Verse 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him, however in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. So we think because you're speaking in tongues and you're talking to God, you're just edifying your spirit. No, he says, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. When you start speaking in tongues, 
That word edify is to build up, is to renovate, is to restore. When you start speaking in tongues, it has an effect on your body, soul, and spirit. Body, soul, and spirit. Think about, think about the tabernacle. 1 Corinthians six nineteen says, your body is the temple. You are the temple. But in the temple, there's the holy of holies, which I believe is your heart. Because that's where God communicates. God communicated in the holy of holies. He communicates in your heart. He who has a pure heart will see God. But 1 Corinthians 6, 7, says, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So when you're linked up with God and you start praying in the spirit, that light starts shining into your heart, into your spirit, but it affects your soul, it affects your body. And it builds you up, it edifies you. The devil will tell you, speaking in tongues doesn't make sense. What is it? Doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to make sense. It's in the spirit. It's a heavenly language. If it made sense, I would be able to pray for you, lay hands on you to get a language that you could understand. Then I could say, want to speak French? Okay, everybody come to the front. Let's uh, do the French and online. Think, that guy's crazy, man. You know what the Bible says? Tongues is not a sign for the believer, but for the unbeliever. But when you believe it, you'll step out and start praying in tongues. When you pray in tongues, the unbeliever will say, what is that language? I don't know that. Who is he talking to? Who are you talking to? Talking to God. Connecting with God. What? Really? How does it work? Let me teach you. Amen? Tongues is the secret. Go to verse 21. In the law it is written, with men of other tongues and other lips I will speak to this people, and yet for all that they will not hear me. Can I tell you something? This is the secret. This is the secret. Go to Isaiah 28 quickly. Let me just show you there. Can I go on for a little bit longer? Before we... Isaiah 28, 11... For with stammering lips and other tongue, he will speak to his people. Stammering lips. That's what it sounds like. Sounds like your lips are stammering. Stammering lips. To whom he said, this is the rest with which you cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. Can I tell you something? What we need more than ever, if you want to enter into rest, if you want your body just to be refreshed, Pray in the Spirit. Take the time and just pray in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit causes the weary to be refreshed. Gives you rest. When it doesn't make sense in your mind, but in your heart there's peace. Amen. Can you see God has given us this power, God has given us this key so that things can really change in our lives. Why does God want to do that? Because when you are stressed out, it's very difficult to make decisions. When you are weary and tired, it's very difficult to make decisions. And the Holy Spirit wants to di direct you concerning your purpose, wants to direct you 
concerning what He has planned for you. All the things that He knows, the deep things. When God wants to do a deep work and you are stressed and looking about around the things happening around you, it's very difficult to understand your purpose. Many people in the past two years have asked, why am I here? Will God still do it? When you pray in the Spirit, God will refresh you. Share those things with you so that He can help you. Amen? Are you ready to pray in the Spirit? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, he said, I thank God that I pray more in the Spirit than anybody else. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Let me tell you something. If you really want the gifts of God to work in you and through you, you're going to have to take some time to pray in the Spirit. To pray in the Spirit. Those gifts fanning the flame on the inside. Your spirit is lamp unto the Lord. Shining into the deep things. Listening to the Holy Spirit is the most important thing. Jesus said in John 16, 33, I've given you peace. And I truly believe as a Christian, even though there's a storm on the outside, the position that we hold is a position of peace because we are linked up with God. Taking the time to connect with God. Praying in the Spirit. Very interesting, when we started the church, we started the church, the prompting that the Lord gave me is, for the first two years, we only prayed in the Spirit. Every prayer meeting, we would just say, let's pray in the Spirit and hear what God's going to say. Let's pray the perfect will of God. Our prayer meetings, even now, will open prayer prayer, then we pray in the Spirit. We have certain prayers that we pray specifically, but we focus upon the Spirit. Because when you've got peace, when there's a storm around you, you can have purpose and you can have direction. I want to close with this, and I just want to say this about the Holy Spirit, is that the Holy Spirit can lead us sometimes when it doesn't make sense here. The, the Word of God becomes the standard. It's almost like traveling a road here. There's certain rules and guidelines. You know, when you get to a traffic light, what do you do? You stop. You stop. When the not you, okay, let me just rephrase it. You stop when the light is red, amen, and you drive when it's green. Um, some people just drive, okay, but when it's green, you drive, and when it's red, you stop. But if there's a traffic officer there, even though the light might be red, he will say, drive. And for the others that are coming facing the green light, he'll say, stop. And that's the Holy Spirit. Sometimes You'll think, okay, we have to do it this way. But then the Holy Spirit will say, I want to lead you in this way. Let me give you an example. I'm closing with this. Acts chapter 16. The Bible says, Jesus said in Mark 16, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel everywhere. Is that right? So every time you get an opportunity to preach the gospel, we should preach the gospel. That's what the Bible says. But in Acts 16 verse 6, now when they had gone through Prygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach. Why is that? He then gave the commandment, go into all the world, and now the Holy Spirit says, no, you cannot go in here. Sometimes we don't know why the Holy Spirit is saying stop. Maybe the people are not ready to receive the word. Maybe the people were going to harm them. Maybe somebody was going to get hurt. We don't know. But we have to listen to that prompting of the Holy Spirit on the inside. I remember in the building project, Belinda and myself, at a stage, we sold the bus. 
to put some extra money into the building project. Amen? Sometimes God will require you to make some sacrifices. So when we sold the bus, we didn't have a vehicle. So we prayed and we said, God, can you just give us a vehicle? Please, Lord. Have you prayed a prayer like that? Please. God, we need it now. Like, and lo and behold, God was so good for us. Not only did he give us a car, he blessed us with a Porsche Cayenne. Amen? Hallelujah. Wait before you clap. Wait before you clap. Amen. So we drive the car and we really enjoyed it. It was wonderful. Three weeks later, two to three weeks later, we didn't have peace anymore. The Holy Spirit had forbidden us to keep the vehicle. And we went and we gave it back to the people. We said, we just really feel we want to give it back. We don't know the reason. In, the, in my book, Courageous Faith, I talk about it, that people sometimes have to be obedient to give something, but you also have to be obedient to listen to the Holy Spirit. In the same way, I don't know why the Spirit of God said, no, don't preach in Asia. But you have to listen to that prompting. Now nobody's clapping anymore. You know how many pastors I had who said, what? Should have given it to me, I would have just received it. You know, friends and family says, what? Why don't you think about me? You should have listened to the Holy Spirit. You would have said, bring it to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me just say this. Never use the Holy Spirit or the Word of God to manipulate people. Amen. Listen to your own promptings. You've got a relationship with God. Young people, somebody that comes to you and say, God spoke to me and said, you are my husband. You are my wife. Turn around and run. That's my advice. Amen? Because the Holy Spirit will prompt you as well. If they say that, you will say, yes, I've also got that prompting. But if it's like, what? God, what, what were you thinking, God? Am I talking to the right people here? Business people, somebody just walking up to you and say, God said we should become business partners. Why wouldn't God tell you as well? Why wouldn't God give you the prompting as well? Amen? Let me close in this. Walking with the Holy Spirit is very exciting. The Word of God will always line up with what the Holy Spirit is doing. Amen? If it's a case like, don't go there right now, there'll be a witness. Family, let's teach our children to listen to the Holy Spirit. We're going to miss it a few times. Amen? Turn to the person next to you say you're going to miss it a few times. As long as you get it right more than what you miss it. Remember, a, 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 a ship in the harbor that's not moving cannot be steered. A car that's just parked cannot move around. So sometimes you're going to move. So like what we said, well, great stuff, Lord. This is great. Just give us the car. Porsche, hallelujah, here we go. And three weeks later, don't have peace. Holy Spirit forbidding us. Amen? Be obedient to those promptings. The Holy Spirit has got the best plan for you. He's gone before you to make your way straight and smooth. But you have your part to play, to walk in obedience. Acts 5 verse 32 teaches us that the Holy Spirit is drawn to obedience. Is drawn to obedience. When we obey the Holy Spirit, when we obey the Word of God, You'll experience more of the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. Protect your heart because this is where the Holy Spirit communicates. But know that the helper is there to help you, to teach you all things. So ask him for wisdom in every situation. Ask him to guide you. Ask him to help you. David was not a giant slayer. He had a friend in the Holy Spirit who disposed of giants in his life. 
you have the help of the Holy Spirit, a promise from the Father. Let your prayer be every day, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon me, touch my heart, help me, lead me, guide me by your precious Holy Spirit. Sila. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.